my mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems. Give me work. Give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. But I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hello and welcome to The Proper Atmosphere. I am your host, Dan Mickle, and The Proper Atmosphere is powered by Soul Performance Academy. Proper Atmosphere is a weekly podcast dedicated to mental performance training, coaching, and lifelong learning. Proper Atmosphere is proud to be sponsored by It's Called Normal Athletics. ICN Athletics makes the extraordinary ordinary through adaptive beach volleyball. Everyone should have the opportunity to enjoy and excel at the sport of beach volleyball, and ICN offers the training and the programs to make it normal for any adaptive athlete to play on the court. Help them make the beach volleyball court a place for everybody. For more information, please visit ICNAthletics.com, and you can also make a donation on their website to the 501c3. Thanks again to John and Dave and everyone involved at It's Called Normal Athletics. They are doing some great things out there. So please at least check them out, follow them on social media, and show them some love and support. And as always, you can reach the podcast here via email at podcast at properatmosphere.com. You can visit the Proper Atmosphere website, properatmosphere.com. And you can always reach me directly at Real Dan Mickle across all social media or visit my website, danmickle.com, and contact me there to submit any questions or topics you'd like to cover. We are on episode 21, and this week our episode comes from Chris, a tennis player from Michigan, who writes, I think I'm burning out. I love to play, practice, and compete in tennis. I'm just starting to feel a little bit different as I do it. I think this is the beginning stages of burnout. What can I do? Well, Chris, we get this a lot. Um, I think burnout next to performance anxiety is probably the biggest topic that I work on with a lot of my clients. And unfortunately, I am seeing a lot more in the teenage space, the youth player space. So it's not uncommon. The good news is there are ways to overcome it. There are ways to move on. So we'll look at a couple of different things here. And just like a lot of the topics that we cover on this podcast, it can be a pretty in-depth solution. It can be a pretty big process. Um, so these are just some quick tips. But if you're really starting to feel burnout, then I suggest that you uh, reach out to someone and see um, what they can do to help you out. And again, some of these tips might might lead to some some great recovery or at least some insight of what's going on and you can kind of go from there. So first we just kind of need to talk about what is burnout. And typically burnout is characterized as, you know, feeling a high level of fatigue, you have blunted emotions, reduced performance, um, you just can't focus. Those are your, you know, typical what we assume with burnout. We, we really just become overstressed in a sense, and it begins to affect all the different parts, physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, cognitive function-wise, all start to, to focus. And one of the things that we have to start to look at is, is it actual burnout or is something else going on? So there's a lot of components that go into that. But one of the things that we want to touch on 
when we get into the meat of this conversation is self-determination theory, which is really talking about motivation, how we motivate ourselves is, is a really big component. Of this. Um, if, if I had to pick three, three parts of this, that, that burnout is, you know, the, the trifecta, I guess would be a better term of signs that are pointing to burnout would really be what are our motivation levels? What's our recovery? And then also what's our social environment? And those are the things that we'd really look at. And so with self-determination theory, you know, and talking about motivation, we'll, we'll talk about different types of motivation and we'll talk about, you know, the main concept of motivation, how it relates to burnout specifically, not just motivation of succeeding at your goals, but I want to kind of shine a spotlight on how motivation and burnout go together. Also, we'll talk about your social environment. That's probably the next big step. And then lastly is the signs, because I think a lot of us often ignore the signs that burnout's coming because, you know, we're again going into this this grit mentality that's such a buzzword right now and, and pushing through and, and all this, but we kind of ignore the signs that burnout's coming. And we could have corrected it or calmed things down a while back if we would actually just taken the time. So, so we'll talk about that a little bit as well. The, the first thing I want to say is this is not uncommon and it's not terminal in the sense of just because you start to feel burnout or think you're exi you know, exhibiting signs of burnout doesn't mean that you're going to stop playing your sport or stop playing your instrument or performing or you know whatever your space may be. It just means that, hey, something's going on and we need to address it. A lot of times, as soon as we hear the word burnout, it's almost like, oh, no, they're done and we're ready to move on or someone's ready to you know quit a sport try something else. And it doesn't necessarily mean that. Again, it just means that we need to step back and actually reevaluate things and see what we can fix and where we're going. And one of the first things that I mentioned was the self-determination theory about motivation. And really what that boils down to is there are different types of motivation. And we've covered that in other episodes, you know, intrinsic, extrinsic, whether you're internally motivated, whether you're externally. And, and we know that internal motivation is really one of the best ways that we motivate ourselves and external while it may get the results is kind of the cheap way and kind of wears off but one of the things that we don't talk about a lot is quality versus quantity a lot of times when we feel that we're burning out we work really hard to find motivation factors whether it's external um, money rewards something maybe as simple as slogans and 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 sayings um you know in a funny story in the corporate world i see it a lot going and work with clients and i go to their cubicle and you can't even see any you know empty space on their cubicle walls it's literally just motivation sayings and posters posted and hanging all over the walls and that's a red flag for me because they're literally just trying to throw as much motivation to to get through work and to do work I think in the sports world, we happen, we see that a lot. We start to look at, well, I want to win this, or I want to get this award. I want to get this many wins. And we start to use that external motivation versus using intrinsic or internal motivation where we look at, you know, what's driving me inside. I want to become a better person. I want to become a better athlete. I want to get in shape, all those things. And what the SDT or self-determination theory is saying is the type of motivation and the quality of motivation by far outweighs the quantity. 
And this is key for me. I think a lot of times we try to motivate athletes or we, as an athlete, we try to motivate ourselves with all those cheap methods, the t-shirts, the sayings and all that. And we just pile on all this motivational junk for lack of a better term, but we don't look at quality motivation and taking the time to stop and look like what's really motivating me and how can I grow that? And that's going to help us with that burnout. Once we get a more quality motivation. All right. Um, the other thing that we talked about is our social environment, and this is huge. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Positive people surround themselves with other positive people. Driven people surround themselves with driven people. And a lot of time when we hit the burnout, especially in a team environment, teams hitting at the same time, maybe the season's just a grind and that's kind of where it's going. So it just becomes this super super tough grind in the midseason and we're all hanging out together and we're all miserable and we're all going to start to get that burnout together so look at your social group and who do you have outside of that environment you chris as a tennis player who do you have outside of tennis that you can rely on call on they don't need to understand the pressures that you're having specifically as a tennis player they just need to understand that you're struggling or you're having these thoughts or you're Feel like you're burning out it doesn't matter if they ever played tennis understand tennis in fact i think it's better that they don't because then you're not bringing in the tennis component the thing it's strictly about your your mental health and your well-being well-being and what you can do so i think that's an area that we can look at better individually is what is your social social circle who am i hanging out with that isn't part of what's causing burnout um I see it a lot uh, with the football team clients I work out. They're such big rosters, and they all tend to hang out with each other. Um, and and they just bring each other down. You know that there's that great motivational saying that uh, rising tides raise all ships, but the opposite is true also. Low tides sink all ships as well. So if your team is bringing you down or you feel like the team is just not that environment, you don't have to leave the team, but look for a social circle outside of that team that's going to be able to help you. Too many times we feel like I need to be with people that understand this sport or what I'm going through as this particular athlete or this particular performer, and we don't because everyone has stress, everyone burns out, and everyone has to deal with it. So we don't need it to be specific to the team. We just need to find other people that can understand what you're going through at this time in your life. That's, you know, the, the social aspect of it. And the other part of it is just what outside interests can you find? If you're the tennis player, Chris, and that's all you've ever done, try something else. Try gaming. Try reading. Music. What other interests do you have that you can disconnect from you as Chris, the tennis player, and just become Chris. And too many times, especially when we're in season, in season, especially when it starts to get to the end of season towards playoffs and postseason, we talk about you know eating, sleeping, living, breathing your sport, but that's also what's causing the burnout. You have to have some activities outside of it. Maybe you like to write poetry. Or you like to read fiction books, nonfiction, you know, whatever might, you know, motivate you in that sense and excite you that isn't part of that sport is going to help counteract that burnout. It's not replacing it. We're not trying to replace who you are as the tennis player. 
but we're just trying to give you something to break away from it. It's like a mental vacation that you're taking. The other thing we have to look for are, are just the signs. How do you know you're burning out versus you're just struggling? You know, a lot of the things that we look for when we're talking about burnout is, is every little curveball turned into a crisis? You know, uh, a, a, a match time changes by a half hour and you freak out about it. Okay, changes happen and you can deal with it. But if you have a complete meltdown because of that, then you might be reaching that point of burnout. Or maybe you're just really disengaged. You're not listening to your coaches. You're not hanging out with your teammates. You're just kind of, you know, stepping away from everyone and, and soft quitting, quietly quitting, you know, whatever you want to call it. But you become really, really disengaged. And another sign that we see a lot of is, is cynicism. And typically that's a sign of sarcasm or, or it comes via signs of sarcasm. But everything is just Debbie Downer. Everything is woe is me. Every little change, every curveball that you're already freaking out about is, you know, me against the world and they're doing this to me on purpose. When we start viewing those things in that light, it usually means that we're not happy or we're starting to burn out in that whole situation. So, again, those are just a couple of signs. There's a lots of signs that we can look at, but those are the big ones I look for. So, Chris, to you specifically, where is your mental state at this point? Do you feel like when there's changes, maybe a seed change or a time change or a location change, do you freak out about it? Or do you kind of roll with the punches like, okay, I've trained, it doesn't matter, and, and, and I'll adjust? Um, you know, that's, that's kind of what we have to look at. In the college world, and, and I guess even so much in the high school world too, I think one of the biggest things that we run into is time management. We just don't teach it. And our players don't understand it. So that might be part of it too. You're overwhelmed. You're burned out because you feel like all you have is, is your tennis or your sport. And that's all you're doing. And you have no time for something else. And the truth of the matter is you do. You just don't plan it out. And then you end up wasting those, those times or those minutes. Um, and, and that kind of goes to making time for your rest and recovery. Plan it out. Plan your meditations out. Instead of just saying, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do a mindful meditation for 15 minutes a day. You're just saying you're going to do it. Plan it out. That way you'll adhere to it, and it helps in that time management skill. You won't feel as rushed. But I would venture to guess 90% of today's high school athletes don't really look at their schedule other than, I know I have practice from here to here, and I know we have these matches or games. But how many take the time and actually plan out their day? okay, I have practice from 3 to 5 right after school. And then from 5.30 to 6.30, I'm going to work on homework. And then we're going to eat 7 to 8. And then from 8 to 8.30, I'm going to meditate. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, do some other instances. I'm, I'm going to game. I'm going to play a board game. I'm going to, you know, write in my journal. We always say, well, we're going to do this, or I'm just going to do that. And then it doesn't happen. Or we end up feeling that you're going to miss out. And then you start cramming things in because you forgot about it at the end of the day. And that adds to the burnout. Because then that leads to the other thing that we want to talk about, which is like sleep and recovery. And we have to make sure that we're getting sleep. I get it. I know it can be tough. You have homework and you have practice and you have matches. But none of that matters if you're not getting sleep and recovery because it is absolutely just going to shut off at some point. Your body is just going to say, I'm done, whether you want it to be or not. So you have to start prioritizing what you're doing and making sure that you're getting that rest and you're getting that recovery. 
it's not just the physical recovery that we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, resetting the rhythm in your sleep and in your mind and resetting the brain is all part of sleep and recovery as well. It's not just about resting the bones and the muscles. And too many times our athletes are burning out, I think mainly because of the lack of sleep and recovery. We have kids literally taking advanced courses, training really hard in their sport, and they're getting four hours, three hours of sleep. And that's just not sustainable. At some point, your body is just going to shut down. And we have to know when that's going to happen. We have to be really in a tune with our body and realize like, okay, I'm not feeling well. I'm a little bit more achy than normal, or I'm, I'm a little bit more moody. Like all these are signs of burnout and burnout could be coming. And it's literally our body and our mind saying, hey, attention, it's, it's the check engine light coming on on your body. I, I need to take care of it. We can't just cover it up with some tape and keep driving until the car blows up. That's just not sustainable. But too many times because we have this whole culture of grit and toughness that oh, I'm going to power through it. I'll be able to after the season, I'll catch up. It doesn't work that way. It's not like after your season's done, you can sleep and rest for two weeks straight and get recovery. Sure, your bones and your muscles might, but the mental effects of that are not going to recover like that. So we need to plan and we need to have sleep and recovery in our time management and getting organized. And part of getting organized is unplugging. Probably the best thing I did in the last year is I have a time where I'm just done. I unplug all technology. I don't bring it into the bedroom with me. And the benefits that have been amazing Sure, it was tough at times. You want to check your phone at night while you're, you, know, you wake up in the middle of the night. But then that resets your whole rhythm and you're not getting that real sleep and recovery. Do you honestly want my best advice when it comes to recovery? Stop using your technology, your phones, your tablets, or whatever, as your alarm clock. Go old school. Don't even give that temptation. Keep it out of your room. Have an old school alarm clock that you have to get up. And, and stop checking your phone in the middle of the night when you get up. You know, trying to drift off to sleep as you're browsing and flipping through social media. Those are a lot of problems that we have, and I think that's continuing to go into burnout. And then lastly, and, and that's the tough one, is know when to say when. If it really is burnout and you're at that point, know when it's time to tap out and say, I, I've had enough. I, I can't continue this way. I have to walk away from the sport or I have to stop this activity. And I know that's tough. And I know that gets, goes against a lot of culture, but... There are times that we do have to quit, and it's for the better. And that will be a different podcast down the road uh, about quitting and, and sometimes how we need to. But there are times for our physical safety, for our mental health. There are just times that we have to say, I'm done. I've we don't want to get to that point. And that's what everything that we just talked about prior to this, you know, comes up. Right? <clears throat> so... To recap this episode and the burnout, there are numerous causes that lead to burnout. Your social environment, poor management of your time, not taking sleep and recovery seriously, ignoring the warning signs that our body's telling us that something's wrong and just going through. There is not a single magic plan. There's nothing I can say here. Everyone take this course or read up on this and this will fix you. It's very personalized. Some people, it's an organizational thing. Some people, it's a sleep and recovery thing. Um, there are a lot of different root causes, but the key for everyone is it starts to, we need to look at ourselves. We need to look 
and reflect on what's going on in our life and what is causing me these issues. But again, too many times we just push it off and we're going to just plow through this and be troopers and, and have all this grit. When really we just need to pause and take a really big, you know, big wide lens look at our life and what's going on and, and how's it affecting. I think looking at the social aspect first is also another good idea because often it's the lack of a social system outside of our sport or activity that, that causes some problems. So look for areas where you can get support that have nothing to do with it. Um, you know, if, if you're the, you know, Chris is the tennis player, instead of looking at your tennis coach and, and your tennis peers, what else do you like? Do you have a friend that's not involved? You know, put a little bit more on them to help you with versus always going to your team thinking that, well, they're the team, they'll understand the problems I'm going through. While they may understand it, they may not be the best to help you with it. So look outside of that small circle of your competition team or your activity for that support. And, and lastly, as a recap, I think time management organization is the thing that's really hurting our teens and college players at this point. And I think a lot of that comes from, I, I mean, it's always been there, but obviously with the pandemic, I, I think that is kind of what sped that whole process up. We got so used to being in lockdown and not having that schedule and doing things as they come. Um, even when things got partially opened up, there was still a lot of stuff that we didn't have to worry about. And I think the time management, because we just felt like we had all this time in the world. And now we've either dialed it too far where now everything's quote unquote back to normal and, and open up. We're just jamming everything because we missed two years of it and we're burning ourselves out because we've missed so much of it. Or we just thought that, oh, well, this is the way it was before, and I don't really need to look at it. It worked fine. I think that's where we have to be really careful that, that time management. So, Chris, if I'm giving you, you know, obviously not sitting down and working with you one-on-one, -on -one, if I'm giving you a general plan of how to work on this, the very, very first thing that I would suggest to you is stop, breathe, and just kind of reflect on where you're at and why you're getting that feeling. You know, you mentioned that you feel like, things are different. Let's find out what feels different. And then from there, let's look at what is your time management like? What's your social circle like? And what's your motivation like? And from there, you can map the plan. Okay, this is what I need to fix. I need to plan more time. You know, nine o'clock every night, I need to meditate for 15 minutes and then start my recovery plan and my sleep plan. You know, something like that. But too many times we're looking for that quick plug in the hole of the dam that's leaking. And we really need to take a, a, just stop it, take a really big, deep breath and look at the, the big picture and see kind of what's going on. And, and that's, that's where we should start. So Chris, I hope that helps uh, you out. And I hope those listening have found some great strategies that may help them. Again, there's no magic plan, magic pill that that's going to help everyone. So um, I think that's, that's where we have to start is just, first have that reflection and let's go from there. As always, you can reach out to me directly at Real Dan Mickle on all social media. DanMickle.com is my website where you can contact me with you know your questions or if you want to expand and talk a little bit more about this. I would love to chat more about this. Make sure you visit the podcast website, operatmosphere.com. And of course we are now doing these video 
and audio so you can check out the video version of this on YouTube if you happen to be listening to the podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can listen to the podcast on the go wherever you get all your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play Store, Pandora, Amazon, Spotify, all those great ones. Just look for The Proper Atmosphere. They're available there. And please like, share, subscribe, spread the word. Let's have some great conversation. Coaches, you know, feel free to share this link and this episode with your players and your staff. And let's have a great conversation about all of this. And please keep those questions coming. I love answering them and, and having this quote-unquote dialogue with everyone. But peace, much love, don't suck, and remember one day one. It's either day one or it's one day. It's your choice. See you all next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Proper Atmosphere, hosted by Dan Mickle and presented by Soul Performance Academy. Please send all your questions, comments, or inquiries to podcast at properatmosphere.com or reach out to us across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes. And remember, you can listen to The Proper Atmosphere on any popular podcast service such as Google Play, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.